Hey everyone, it's Rachel. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you have joined me today. Today I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind for a while and it's the sometimes unspoken lie that we get our worth and our value from what we do and not from who we simply are. A couple of weeks ago, I was laying in bed and my mind was just really busy. I was agitated and when I get agitated, uh, something called trichotillomania, I might have said that wrong, um, but that starts to appear and I'm not going to get too much into it, but it's basically this subconscious urge to pull at your hair. So I don't even realize that I do it until it's too late. My main victims are my eyelashes and my eyebrows, unfortunately. And I developed this around a really stressful time in my life around June last year. And I am getting on top of it through the help of a counselor and other things. But For some reason, out of the blue, a couple of weeks ago, it happened again and I was lying in bed trying to get to sleep and I was wondering, why did this happen again? What's wrong with me? And I started to pray and ask God, okay, tell me what's really going on here because I have no idea. And then it was a back and forth between me and the Holy Spirit having some self-reflection and I eventually realized that without actively realizing it, I was starting to put my worth and value back into things that I did. Now, last year, I realized that without intentionally meaning so, I thought that my identity came from what I did. And at the time, it meant being a small group leader for high school girls, a volunteer at church, someone the church staff could go to for their media and tech issues, and a youth leader. Well, needless to say that when I stopped doing all of that, I felt really lost and confused. And I felt that Now that I'm not doing any of those things anymore, I had no worth and that no one thought highly of me anymore, that perhaps people thought I was lazy or that I should be doing better, I should be further along in my life right now, and other thoughts like oh, I should have a bachelor's degree and I should get a job again. And, you know, because if I'm not doing those things, then what am I even doing with my life? And I'm just a failure and I'm going to die a failure. I know that sounds really extreme. (laughs) Anyway, you can see here that without actively being aware of it, I had begun again in my little spiral of negative thinking. I actually had an episode on it a few weeks ago and I had started to slowly think again that I had to be doing something in order to be worth anything. Now I'm wondering, can you relate? I'm sure there are some of you out there that whether you're aware of it or not, you may be feeling like your value comes from something that you do, whether it's your job, your education, your social standing or whatever. But if that were all to be stripped away today, tomorrow, do you think you would be stable? Or do you think you would be more like how I was, which was a depressed mess who felt like a complete failure in life? Well, anyway... That night, I couldn't sleep, and I felt the Holy Spirit just gently remind me, Rachel, God put you on this earth simply because He wanted you to exist. He created you to love you. You don't have to do anything to earn His love. He just loves you. You're a human being, not a human doing. And I ended up repeating that phrase, you're a human being, not a human doing, until I eventually fell asleep. And that was actually really reassuring. God doesn't love me because of the things that I can do. He loves me simply for being me. When I die and get to heaven, I don't think he's going to say to me, okay, in order to get in, did you get a bachelor's degree? 
Did you earn at least 100K a year? Did you at least have 12 people of high social standing say good things about you at your funeral? Were you invited to social events every single weekend? Did you have at least 100,000 or more followers on Instagram? No, of course not. He's going to ask me, did you believe in my son, the one I sent, Jesus Christ? Yes or no? What keeps us out of good standing with God and therefore heaven isn't the success that we're normally taught here on earth. People don't like to hear it, but from the Christian standpoint, our sinful nature keeps us from having a relationship with God. We're sinners by nature and by choice. We can't save ourselves, which is why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So Jesus came so that we may have life and life to the full. It's so crazy how when we're not being diligent about what social media and what the world is telling us and we're not actually filtering it properly, we just accept it subconsciously and we just think that that's the truth. We don't think about what we're thinking about. And I was agitated because I was starting to feel again that I wasn't where I was supposed to be in life, which is so silly because life is a journey and everyone's journey is different. I grew up thinking that the perfect life was go to high school, graduate, have a gap year, do work experience, uh, go to university for four years, graduate with a degree, with honors if I'm feeling lucky, maybe find a man, get married, get a house, have babies, have a job that earns at least 100k a year, retire, be happy and then die <laughs> and then go be with Jesus. But life doesn't happen that way and that's not what life is about. Life isn't just a straight line. This isn't the only path to health, wealth and, and happiness, which I know is ultimately what some of us want. There are so many different paths that the world calls success. But if you're a Christian, have you ever stopped to consider what the Bible defines as success? Because I can bet you that it's different to what the world says. In 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3, when King David was about to die, he gave his son Solomon this advice. Do what the Lord your God commands and follow his teachings. Obey everything written in the law of Moses. Then you will be a success no matter what you do or where you go. He didn't tell his son that he needs to build up a huge earthly kingdom. He didn't tell him that this is the right amount to tax your subjects. He didn't tell him what the best laws were for the people. Uh, and he didn't need a bachelor's degree, funnily enough, or heaps of friends to tell him yes to everything that he did. Or he didn't tell him even how to defeat his enemies. His formula for being a successful king and just having success in general was to follow and obey God. And when Solomon did become king, he didn't ask for heaps of friends, wealth, health, power, but he asked God for wisdom and discernment in order to lead God's people correctly. And God was actually really happy with this request and he granted it. Solomon later said to his son in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 to 4, something similar. My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for they will bring you many days of full life and well-being. Never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck, write them on a tablet of your heart, then you will find favor and high regard with God and people. And Jesus also repeated this in Mark chapter 12, verses 30 to 31, which says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater command than this. 
So success to God is loving him with all of our heart and loving God means obeying him and keeping his commandments. And we do this by first accepting what Jesus did for us on the cross. Then with the help of the Holy Spirit, our hearts and our minds are transformed. We're strengthened. When it's done right, we're free from hate, jealousy, addictions, confusions, inferiority complexes, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, selfish, and so much more. And instead, we get love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We have wisdom, and we know what to do now, and we know where to turn when we need help. We start thinking of others more than ourselves, and our joy starts to come from helping others. Now, this is what success looks like to God. We can have money, popularity, a bachelor's degree, <laughs> a fit body, power, whatever, whatever it is for you. But if your soul is empty and bitter, success that the world talks about is really just nothing. And that's a true failure. Now, I don't know who needs to hear this, but let me end by saying this. I know you want to fit in and I know you want to belong. I know you might want to help others to see the good things that you do, but having a fancy job or the perfect husband or wife or a big group of friends who always include you in their plans or being the right weight size isn't what the perfect life is about. Sure, these things may give you a sense of security right now, but it's not going to last. Finding the right friends or spouse or job won't cure your self-doubt. Getting the approval of others won't fill that void that's in your heart. And I know it's easier said than done, but it might even sound cliche or stupid to you at this point, but your search for worth can only be satisfied and fulfilled in having a relationship with Jesus by allowing him to show you how he accepts and loves you for who you are and not what you can do. I encourage you to find your worth from him, to let go of the need to prove yourself to others and to allow yourself to discover a rich life found in knowing him. I know you want to be seen and validated by the world, but if you live that way, you're going to be rejected at some point and you'll start to feel trapped and you'll unravel and you'll always start to feel like you need to always just perform or just have a mask on all the time and just feel like everything's always right with you and you'll feel the need to constantly live up to the labels that you feel that you have, whether that's the label of, oh, I'm successful, pastor, leader, role model committed Christian, or even likable. But seriously, you have a whole life in front of you and you don't need to keep trying to keep this up, whatever it is you're trying to keep up. Stop trying to plan your life and to have expectations for how things are supposed to go because I can guarantee God will throw out that plan at some point and encourage you to trust in him because those things won't build up your self-worth. Having security blankets won't help. Friends will come and go. Your degree might not even land you the job that you intended on getting, and the person you're romantically involved with might not even feel 100% as you do. You might not even be on the same page like you think. The way you perform may not even get you that promotion that you want. Your plan will inevitably fail, and when the disappointment comes along, and it will, I encourage you to cling to God, and I hope you discover for real that He is the only real security. He is truly your own hiding place. He's your rock and your fortress. So pour your heart out to him and listen in return about all the things that he says about you. Find your worth in his word, his truth. Start seeing yourself how he sees you. 
He loves you just the way that you are. And as you read and study the Bible, you'll start to see how the whole narrative points towards Jesus and God's great plan to bring you to himself out of love, even when we don't deserve it. So when you start to spiral and lies start to make you feel agitated, test them against God's word. Ask yourself, what is the story that I'm believing? Is it true? Does it line up with God's word? Figure out the fears that will only fuel your anxiety. When you feel like you don't belong, remember that he has called you by name and that you are his. When you feel anxious or scared, know that he has given you a spirit of power, love, and self-control. When you feel like all is lost, know that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you feel like you don't matter, focus on knowing that you are complete in Christ. Let your boasting be in Jesus alone. Seek to be in his presence and not to be just seen on social media. And know that your satisfaction isn't found in the world applauding you, but in God's approval. His love truly does drive out all fear. And he loves you so much that he wanted you to exist just so that he can love you. You're a human being, not a human doing. So start being and stop finding your worth from doing things. With all that being said, I just want to end by saying thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I really hope that you found it useful and encouraging. And if it was useful and encouraging for you, I would really love it if you would share it on social media and maybe share it with a friend who also needs to hear this. If you do, please make sure to tag me so I can see it. And if you're not yet subscribed, let me just take this opportunity to invite you to do that as well. You'll get notified whenever I upload new episodes. Well, thanks again for being with me on this journey and I hope to see you next time. Bye.